0: I trust your staff meeting was as scintillating as usual?
1: It was. At least that's what they told me when I woke up. I want it collected, counted, and delivered to my desk by 2100 hours Tuesday. Got the picture? Cheese.
2: Hey, MASH fans, welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me, as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today, we're discussing Season 11, Episode 14, Give and Take. It's the 254th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin. Written by Dennis Koning, originally aired on February 14th, 1983, and the production code is 9B09.
1: Welcome home, Carl. How is soul? I trust your staff meeting was as scintillating as usual? It was. At least that's what they told me when I woke up. Well, it looks like I got back just in time to punch the time clock. How bad is it? The war is having a slow day. They're prepping a few G.I.s and one North Korean soldier. Any luck will be through in time to skip lunch. Mm. Well, well, the prodigal colonel returns. Howdy, Winchester. How did it go yesterday? Yeah, compared to this, it was quite pleasant. Absolutely nothing happened. Absolutely nothing? Wasn't
0: yesterday payday? Oh, well, yeah, now that you mentioned, I was uh, paid. If you can call that pittance
1: a highlight. What about the assignment I gave you to be charity collection officer? Oh! That! Well, I was so
0: worn out from counting my enormous salary that it plumb slipped my mind.
1: Slipped your mind!
0: Now, now, Colonel, there's no need to get into a tizzy about this. I can take care of everything tonight at dinner time. Uh, all I have to do is invert a helmet on the table with a sign
1: saying charity. Please contribute. You'd have about as much luck as putting a sign next to the oven saying hot stove, please stand on it.
3: At Plot Summary for this episode, Wounded Private Curlin learns a painful lesson from the enemy soldier he's critically wounded, while the thankless job of charity collection officer passes from one staff member to another.
1: Sir, the pith of your homespun analogy eludes me. Why do you think I wanted you to do it on payday? The best time to squeeze any money out of a soldier is while he's still got it in the palm of his grimy hand. Now your job will be ten times harder. Just the idea of pleading for arms seems so gauche. Nobody likes to go hat in hand, even for a good cause. But we all have to take our turn. This month, you got the short straw. All right. All right.
0: I suppose I can lower myself, badger a few soldiers, and get a couple of token
1: contributions. We do not accept any tokens. General Crenshaw is demanding 100% participation in this charity drive. And before my butt winds up in a sling, I'll put yours in a cast.
0: uh, I do think that someone else, any... One else might be better
1: suited for this task. Not a chance. You're perfect. You don't have to worry about ruining any close friendships. Colonel. Remember, 10 bucks per officer, three per enlisted man. I want it collected, counted, and delivered to my desk by 2100 hours Tuesday. Got the picture? Cheese.
2: And for our guest stars, we have Craig Wasson, who plays Private Curlin. Craig was born on March 15, 1954, in Ontario, Oregon as Craig Brewster-Wasson. He's an actor known for A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors in 87, Body Double in 84, and Four Friends in 81.
3: And G.W. Bailey returns as Sergeant Luther Rizzo. We only found out the other day that uh, G.W. Bailey's character, Sergeant Luther Rizzo, is not that popular with uh, (laughs) uh, our fellow... Nash I was just going to mention
2: that. That's I was just <laughs> going to mention that. That's so funny. Uh, and then, we, of course, we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Stravinsky. Sagan Lewis
3: plays Nurse Armstrong. Now, Sagan Lewis was born on November the 30th, 1952, in Omaha, Nebraska, USA. As Susan J. Lewis, she's known for her work on St. Elsewhere* in 1982, about Schmidt in 2002, and *Homicide: Life on the Street* from 1993. She was married to Tom Fontana. She sadly passed away on August 7th, 2016 in New York City.
2: Hmm. All right. And of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as the lovely Kelly Yamato. And Derek Wong plays the
3: Korean soldier. Derek Wong is an actor known for, a course, MASH, uh, Dynasty in 1981 and Highway to Heaven in 1984.
2: I'm sorry. Say dynasty again. Uh, dot, dot <laughs> d- dynasty. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me laugh. Dynasty. We call it Did dynasty. Did you want me to say dynasty? No, no, no. Just, I, just, I just wanted to hear you say dynasty again. Dynasty. I oh, like okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, if you want to take uh, take issues with speech impediments or something, then can that's fine. No, <laughs> no.
2: We're not going down that road. <laughs> and then we have Alberta J. returning as a nurse. Mm. Is he going to live? Who?
0: The gook. I don't know about the gook. The North Korean's in bad shape. Yeah, good. I shot him. Yeah, we we were ambushed. While we were diving for cover, my my helmet came off. The next thing I know, a bullet grazed my head and knocked me out. Later, while I was coming to, I felt something pulling on my feet. What was it? That bastard. And He must have thought I was dead and was trying to steal my boots. And the fool was in such a hurry to get him off. He laid his rifle down. Before he knew I was awake, I grabbed it and let him have it. Congratulations. Guess he won't be trying that again so soon. No, I guess he won't.
2: All right, time to discuss this episode. I will start us off. I have very few notes. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's going right, on? I don't know if that, that's good or bad, so I guess we'll find out in a moment. I loved Rizzo's Billy Bubba was his son's name. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down. Billy Bubba is my first note because I just I'm thought not. that was the funniest Funniest name. And the fact that people do call.
3: But you know, I'm 100% sure if he's referring to a child or maybe a pig or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he said his boy. So I was assume it was a child. So. Yeah. But I don't know. You're right. We can't put anything past Rizzo. Yeah. I I enjoyed the GI story more, obviously, than them passing the buck, which I thought was yes. stupid. Mm. The, you know, I like the fact that he was kind of this... You know, he called him. What do you call him? A gook. What's the gook. slang? Yeah, Goof, uh, yeah, a slang slang term. Yeah, for, for, yeah. He uh, called yeah, him a gook, gook, which is obviously an offensive. You know, it's it's offensive to say that, and yeah. so you're like, oh well, this guy is he's bigoted. I don't like him at all. I think I, I could be wrong here. I'm sure gook is a
3: a slang word for anybody of uh asian uh, ascent yes. be vietnamese filipino japanese yeah. chinese i think because he's often mentioned in uh, vietnam films as well isn't it
2: yeah 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 so uh i did like this i liked his which is crazy to have this side character have such a character development you know because he mm. was lying next to this this poor this more kid essentially you find out that he had you know frostbite on his toes and that's why he was stealing the shoes and he thought Mm. obviously he thought this gi was dead and he doesn't need his shoes and he needed them and and this poor gi felt so guilty for shooting him which wound Mm. up again we have another character or you know a side extra who dies this this uh you know this uh korean north korean uh, gentleman dies because of the wound that the gi gave him and Mm. he the end with where he just breaks down and he's like, How can I wear these again? You know, the shoes he's talking about and mm. and then Potter's there and again Potter, he's only it's this one little scene, but it's such a, a great moment where he just puts his arm around him and kind of comforts them and and you know, it he's just gonna have to keep living, you know. That's unfortunate. He didn't know. He didn't do it on purpose. This was the enemy. You know,
3: I think though no, that I mean, actually, Potter offers no help whatsoever at that point because he just turns around and says, "I'm just a surgeon, son." And there's part of me that goes, "This is a Sydney phone call because this is this is going to be something that oh, I you see know, what
2: you're saying. I didn't even think it, about that. You're right. Yeah,
3: yeah because he's, he's it's not just going to be the boots that he's going to struggle every time he looks at shoes, yeah, boots, trainers, you know, slippers, uh, comp you know, uh, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. He's going to be Reminded that this is going to be his PTSD, the fact that he killed someone over a pair of footwear. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. No. You know what? That's funny. I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. Mm. I just thought it was a nice moment where Potter sits down, puts his arm around him, and says, "You know, um, oh my God, I just completely lost my train of thought."
3: Yeah. He just. He just said Potter just turns around and says, uh, "You know, I'm just a I'm just a surgeon, son. You know, you gotta you gotta get on with it." And it's like, well. He, there's nothing he can say because he can't turn around and say, yeah. "Hey, man, you're going to walk out of here." Oh, Sorry, you need your shoes under that. <laughs> you know he he knows that he, this is going to be something that is going to be troubling him for again, and it will go it would go under the radar because especially at this time. Now, thankfully, uh, well, I think uh, we were talking about um, American soldiers in the last episode, but I think America has a lot more respect and decency for their war veterans, especially now, maybe because the lessons learned from stuff like Korea and and especially Vietnam, Vietnam, yeah, as as unfortunately over here, um, uh, not so much we, but the government don't do enough for for looking after our our veterans and our soldiers. They
2: don't do enough here either. People might have respect about them, but Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: but you, you're more like you're more likely to see you know if you saw a veteran on the street, you know, you're yeah. more likely to give him a couple of pound or to ask you know just even just to stand and have a nice day, you know, ask a nice day. Oh you no, know, we th- just is, yeah, we we
2: thank them for their service now. Yeah, you
3: exactly. You know, we you don't get. We don't yeah. do that over here. It's yeah. uh, changing. It's changing a little bit more. What well, my generation do, you know. I, I think uh, different generations are slightly different. But yeah. I, I think something like this is is actually a really nice little touch. That's something that is going to affect him for the rest of his life. You know.
2: Yeah. No, it's true. I, like I said, that didn't even dawn on me. That's a good point. Mm. Good point. And it would have been a great opportunity too to bring Sydney. in. unfortunately, it was the end of the episode. But it would have yeah. been nicer to have a mention. You know. I think it's time to. I have a friend you can talk to. Yes, you know, I have a friend. So, you
3: wouldn't even have to bring him in. It's you just that we all know. Yeah,
2: just yeah, yeah, just I have a friend you can talk to, and we would know who it was and be like, okay, good, he's getting help. You yeah, know, you're right. That would have been that would have been good. That's an unfortunate miss on their part. Mm. the The other part with them passing the buck, you know, on charitable donations and everybody having excuses, and then I knew in the end that Charles was going to just pay for everything. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't he do that in the first place? You know, everybody, everybody was giving. Something away other than uh b j who was blackmailing Hawkeye, you know <laughs> to get him to do things. it was funny, but I don't know that it just didn't resonate too well with me, that storyline, you know, mm, and in the end, yeah. in the end, nothing accomplished, nothing happened, no. really, you know, it was still. You know, I still and again you get you get angry, Father Mulcahy, which is always fun when he gets yeah. so flustered and so angry, and it always seems to be against Charles, uh, which <laughs> is not surprising because Charles can make people frustrated and uh, and flustered. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, overall, I enjoyed the episode. It was it was enjoyable. Now that you're mentioning the the whole ending, it, it tainted it a little bit for me, but I still mm. I still enjoyed. For the most part, I enjoyed the episode. How
3: about you? Okay, well, I gave this an eight and a half.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. And the reason why I got – now, there, there is evidence for me to actually turn around and, and drop it to an eight um, because we've had the storyline with the uh, the charity thing before when it was the person to have to do the wage thing or they've had to do the laundry kind of thing, you know, it they have yes. to be assigned a job to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it. I like the fact that Charles ended up paying it before. But the trouble is, is that, of course, you couldn't do that all the time because he'd be paying – Left, right and centre. So, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's quite nice that this comes out, the fact that um, Klinger, whoever was meant to have done it first, didn't get around to doing. it. And I can't remember who the first person was. I I think it was yeah. Klinger, I think, I'm sure. I've, I've gone through the fact that um, Charles gives it to Margaret and Margaret to BJ and all this kind of stuff, and then Rizzo finds out he won all of his stuff for poker, and he does say a wonderful line where he turns around and goes, he's too young to be walking around without teeth, which I oh, thought yes. was a wonderful... A His wonderful wife, life. And His G- wife yeah. is too young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did really like that. And again, like you, the whole thing as well, where the the um the North Korean, oh the 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 guy who shot him, when he turns around is, and he shows how young he is really by saying, yeah, man, I he thought I was dead and he was trying to shoot me, so I shot him and you know I shot the gook and all this. And he's kind of like, this is what we're doing out there. And what yeah. is nice about that is that Alan Alders Hawkeye does not berate him. He does not look at him with disdain or anything like that because he realizes he's young. This guy's been. You Know uh, taken off to war, and his job is basically one to survive and two to win the war. So yeah. he's doing what he's actually been told, and the progression of the character throughout the whole episode is wonderfully done. Yes, the, the fact that he gives him the blanket because the guy's got the shivers down is yep. really nice, and then the payback with the chocolate I noticed it's Hershey's again, but still, let's not let's move on. Um, <laughs> you know, he gives him that chocolate and the look of that, and he, he sees then the fact that they're both the same, they're young yeah. men in a war. You know, he him the blanket, he gets the chocolate and there's a bit of respect there for him and even even when he tries to turn his back and saying, "Hey, you know yeah anything to get a bit of sleep that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah but when he dies and stuff like that and he sees the consequences of war we had that before with the guy who was the 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 bomber pilot who was dropping bombs and as far yes. as he was concerned he was just in job it wasn't until later on he he saw the the, the casualties of his actions yeah. where you saw this thing change and that was really good and i thought it was wonderful at the end when you know I mentioned earlier on about Sydney coming in and, and you two around and said yeah it's a shame I didn't bring him in I too agree with that but also when you look at from another point how many other people have they had coming to just this one MASH unit? You've got mm. the 83rd down the road. You've got the other MASH units. without are having the same kind of people coming in. You can't have a psychiatrist turning up for every patient. And somewhere along the line, these poor souls are being missed and they're going through. And yeah. I think that's what MASH does really well with that. And and that's the reason why I gave it. You know, I could, the other the other storyline was nice. He, he balanced it very well where he had some comedy going along with the with the strength on. Even though when you when you weigh him up, it's probably only maybe. Fifteen percent of the episode is to do with the the Korean guy. The yeah. rest of it is is that. But yet yeah, we, we we talk more about this this you know this. Yes, of so it was more line. profound.
2: It was more. It's interesting. more profound. Exactly. Was, and that, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And and that's the reason why I, I gave it eight and a half. Not because of the fact that it's, it's one of the greatest episodes of Match or anything like that. It's the fact that it was so well done just between those two actors. I thought it was fabulous that bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I do now remember what Potter said. He mentioned something about having to meet your enemy first before you kill them and before you shoot them. Yeah. I I did like that line just because it makes them real. Like you said, these Hmm. guys are young kids. They're thrown in here. All they know is that North Koreans are bad. Yeah. You know, they don't know anything else. They're just taught to kill North Koreans because they're they're the evil ones. And and North Koreans are taught the same thing. Americans are horrible. Kill them. Yeah. You know, and then when they actually do it and you see the consequences, then they have to deal with it. And that's the hard Mm -hmm. part.
3: You know. And that's that's when that's when PTSD sets in. That's when. Yes. I mean, we, we, we've seen it at the moment with we've, um, we've unfortunately our, our frontline workers with covid going on at the moment mm, where, you know, yes. that their jobs is nursing and doctoring and, and, and all this kind of and paramedics and all this and you know they used to saving lives and unfortunately they're seeing people dying in front of them this is going to be you know in a, in, a, in in the future we're going to have so many bad uh, um, you know mental cases yeah. you know uh, with this that I think it's going to we're going to see a bad fallout it's the equivalent of a war at the end of the day and, and we're seeing it firsthand at the moment yeah yeah.
2: but so what did you give it I gave it a 7.5 okay
3: so you gave it a 7.5 I gave it an 8.5 and, and you were closest to IMDB IMDB gave it a 7.6
2: I'm being rather with my school I think you're being like generous you're but I but I think I I understand your reason why because I do agree that that was a great storyline, mm, you know, and yeah. maybe if, if the if the other story was a little bit more enjoyable for me, I would have given it a higher number, yeah. but I, I really enjoyed the GI and North Korean storyline.
3: The funny thing is, is that the, the fact that the last series of, this, well, this last series of match, isn't that great if we're mm-hmm. honest with each other, the fact that yep. the storylines, it's the reason why they finished it and yeah, I'm giving slightly higher scores than what I have done in the past. I think the reason for that is is because in the episodes themselves, there are some absolute shiner sections of them yep. that I feel need to be highlighted and and maybe if they took those highlight highlighted bits and stuck them into one episode with the other one but again that you wouldn't get a good balance then so i think i'm just seeing seeing really really great bits of writing on the final run you know yeah yeah
2: yeah totally agree
4: rizzo my man how's it going oh great doc great you're looking at one cajun that loves the whole wide world today
2: oh yeah
4: i mean it today is luther rizzo day I just won me a small fortune playing poker. Oh, ho, ho, ho! Made a three-card draw to a straight flush. (laughs) Well, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. (laughs) That's true. You know, Rizzo, when fate smiles on me, I always make it a practice to (laughs) pass on some of the good fortune, to give something back, you know, to help others. Yeah, yeah, me too. Good, good. Absolutely. In the bayou, Legend has it that a selfish man will be possessed by demon bats and never get no sleep till he does some good deed and mends his ways. I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm the guy that can save you from those bats. Just so happens I'm charity officer. That's why I just sent home every cent that I just won. You what? Yeah, I made me one of those money orders and ship my jackpot straight to Zola and my pride and joy, little oh, Billy that? Bubba. <laughs> oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wrote to Zola what to do with all that loot, too. I said, Zola, Billy Bubba is too old to be walking around without shoes, and you are too young to be walking around without teeth. And if there's anything left over, pay the rent.
2: All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one. When Follow he comes into the swamp to berate Winchester over the charity ledger, there is a visible photograph on the wall, which was used in earlier seasons as a picture of Frank Burns' mother. <laughs> brilliant. I guess Frank didn't take it away, and they didn't, just never no, took it down. No. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, Klinger is seen
3: passing out chocolate bars to the patients. The back of one bar is visible and contains a UPC barcode. UBC barcodes were not introduced until 1973.
2: And they're also Hershey bars. The best chocolate in the world.
3: Yeah, the worst chocolate in the world.
2: (laughs) Charity collection time is every month on payday. Considering how long the officers had been there, they should all... Yes, I agree with this. Hmm. They all should have heard of it and participated in the collection officers at least once. Yet, they all act as if it's something new and they don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, continuity ever here. When BJ says, what am I supposed to do? Sit up and beg to Margaret in the swamp. He's looking at her and holding out a finger. He had nicked with a needle. When Margaret moves to sit beside him in the very next shot, he is looking down at the sock he is bending with both hands. Ah, okay.
2: <laughs> All right, look closely at the door of the swamp just before Mulcahy enters to return the ledger to Charles. In the gap between the door and the door frame, you can see Mulcahy standing outside waiting for his entrance. When they cover the North Korean after he dies, you can see his eyebrows move. <laughs> I'm sure it's just, rough, you know, there's you're still yeah, have stuff you know. going on in your body when you're... Even after death, yeah. I mean, exactly. I, supposedly your nails still grow and all that stuff still happens. So, so your eyebrows
3: see, move, do they? Your <laughs>
2: eyebrows move. There we go. I think that's that's
3: a that's a severe issue of called being alive. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and having something solid put over your face and trying yeah. not to twitch or anything at all.
5: Oh, here's a nice table right over here. Here, let me get this bench for you. <laughs> well, hard guy you're so much the gentleman today. Well, thank you. But every other day, you're an incorrigible lech. Why the change? Excellent question. i been an Armstrong. May I be frank? I doubt it. If the truth be known, I'm smitten with you. <laughs> since when? Since forever, but it's taking me this long to summon up the courage to tell you. Today, my dear, is ours. We'll share a lovely walk through the motor pool and then a romantic dinner for two at Shea Stock Room.
4: Well, actually, that sounds kind of nice.
5: All this, including transportation, can be yours for a measly ten-dollar contribution to charity. (laughs) What's what's so funny? You want me to pay to go out with you? (laughs) Remember, my sweet, it's tax-deductible. Oh, that's rich. You must really think you're something. (laughs) Well, I am good at making people laugh. Look, Romeo... I've got a boyfriend in the commandos. He looks like Earl Flynn and has muscles out to here. If I told him what you just tried to pull, he'd rip you apart like a wishbone. (laughs) That does it, I'm breaking our date. (laughs) And don't call me again.
2: Fun fact, after 27 years, Super Bowl 44 dethroned MASH's Goodbye, Farewell and Amen in 2010. Other than Super Bowls, the MASH finale still stands as the most watched show in the United States, airing on February 28th, 1983, and with a total of 106 million viewers. Wow,
3: I could have sworn that somebody said Seinfeld had had overdone that, but I've never seen Seinfeld, so I don't quite know. I
2: don't think so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, fun facts, I get off the internet, so. Yeah. They may be incorrect, but I I know it did stand a long time as the most watched TV series. Yeah. uh, Finale, so.
5: I've never seen a man write so much really must miss the wife and kid. Very funny! Flinger never told me how much there was in this stupid catalog. Not only do you have to count it all, you have to alphabetize it, put it in the order of the amount on hand and cross-reference gentlemen,
0: it. Gentlemen, my serenity is being disturbed. That's what you get for being such a pushover. Never trade a favor for a favor when you can stoop to blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> what a pity. If you gentlemen handled your affairs as efficiently as I handled mine, you too would be looking forward to a day of rest relaxation quiet will you quiet hi right, father winchester you are a dirty stinker put that back. what don't listen to him charles nobody takes the word of a priest i've been doing a little investigation and i have found out that this belongs to you ah the charity ledger well it did belong to me father but it's long since passed from my hands. well it's back Major, it is a very low and unscrupulous person who abdicates the opportunity to do good work for his fellow man. Tell me, are you such a person? Certainly not. Every Christmas I give two dollars to the postman. My, my, you certainly do give till it hurts. What do you
5: expect, Father? He's the kind of person who would give a drowning man a glass of water.
0: All right, then, Winchester, here's what it comes down to. This job has been passed on to me, and I am not going to do it. So when General Crenshaw gets this empty ledger back, he's not going to feel so charitable, not to mention Colonel Potter. And the man they're going to hang is the man whose name is on the assignment sheet, and guess who that is? you'll be busted so low, you'll be saying, yes, sir, to Klinger.
3: We have a trivia time here. Now, last episode's question, Colonel Potter was down in the dumps when he got the news that one of his buddies from World War I had died, making the Colonel the only survivor of his group. What were the names of the four friends from his youth? Well, these were Stein, Grusky, Ryan and Gianelli. Uh, this episode's trivia question, Marguerite wanted a nurse transferred who had a tendency to cry and get sick in OR. Whose death made Margaret soften her stance towards the nurse?
2: All right, if you know the answer to that, go ahead and send it to mash4077podcast at gmail.com.
1: You might have a slight headache for a day or two, but don't let it bother you. Thanks, sir. You've treated me real good. Sorry to have to be of service. For a guy who was so fired up to get out of here, you don't seem very happy. Uh, I'm okay. All right, if you say so. Here you go. Something wrong, son? My boots. That's all he wanted was my lousy boots. His feet were freezing. I'd
0: have done the same thing. He was just a guy like me. And I shot
1: him and killed him for a pair of boots. You know, sometimes I think there should be a rule of war saying you have to see someone up close and get to know him before it's okay to shoot him. How can I wear these again? How can I ever put on a pair of shoes without thinking of that guy? Sorry, son. I know how much it hurts, but I'm only a doctor. Some wounds I just can't treat.
2: You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcasts. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash 4077 podcasts Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments, or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes, or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geeky fanboy. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree. A pretty solid episode. Uh, definitely the GI North Korean storyline stood out. I mean, as yeah. it, was, it was excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you.
1: Well, Major, right on time.
0: I like that. Sir, my mission of mercy has been accomplished should you decide to assign me this task again i would like three days notice so that i'll have time
1: to desert couldn't have been too big a pain in the hiney you got money from everyone oh come to think of it except me i want to kick in my fair share wait a minute my name's checked off too what's going on here i didn't give you any money
0: Trying to raise money around here is like trying to raise the Titanic with tweezers. So I yeah, paid for everybody. However, I will take you $10. I could use the loan till payday.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
5: Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching the Geek Roundtable or visit our website, TheGeekRoundtable.com
2: MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.